Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Jacques Daniel here with Bridget Garapentine. We're here in the beautiful Chancery uh, building of the Diocese of Rapid City, downtown Rapid City. Have uh, had a full morning. Some yeah, amazing, really beautiful conversations. Some amazing guests, some amazing coffee. Um, and uh, we're just going to keep rolling. So we, uh, we're here, here. I want to introduce uh, Maggie Ahangi who is the um, Policy and Public Relations Associate for the Minnesota Catholic Conference. I'll let Maggie, I'll let you introduce yourself a little more. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to be with you. As you noted, I'm the Policy and Public Relations Associate for the Minnesota Catholic Conference. So here in Minnesota, working on behalf of our state's bishops to shape legislation towards the common good. Fantastic. And it sounds like there are some big opportunities coming up for Minnesota's listening, Minnesotans listening this morning. Can you talk a little bit more about the precinct caucuses on uh, February 27th? Yeah, of course. So February 27th, just a week from today, starting at 7 o'clock at your local precinct caucus. There will be both a GOP and a DFL precinct caucus held across the state to um, consider the party platform resolutions, elect precinct chairs, elect delegates to represent precincts at the party convention. So you can go to our website to find more about where your precinct caucus is. But we know that many Catholics feel a sense of political homelessness. No party seems to advance a consistent ethic of life um, and doesn't quite line up with everything that the church teaches and believes. But this is just a great way for Catholics to be able to get in the mix from the very beginning and have a chance to make their voice heard. So what happens at a precinct caucus is the people who attend can bring policies forward that we suggest um, support the common good and human dignity. And then your local caucus would be voting on that and talking about those a little bit. And if they get voted favorably, they could advance. Um, and this is just a great way to start small with your local community and potentially influence the um, party platform at a state level. So there's a couple of big bills coming up that the Minnesota Catholic Conference is keeping an eye on, one of them being infertility legislation. It sounds like that would be a good thing, but not in this case. Uh, can you explain more? Yeah, of course. So there is a bill, um, it's SF1704 for those who are interested. and. It would mandate that insurance plans cover infer controversial infertility services. So these are things like in vitro fertilization, the freezing of embryos and the like. And we're opposed to this for this bill for a number of reasons and this idea for a number of reasons. Of course, we have a great heart for those who suffer from infertility. One study I saw recently noted that about 10% of both men and women, I think it was nine for men and 11% for women, um, suffer the impacts of infertility and that's just a very heavy cost to bear and we understand that. But what engaging in these services would do is undermine the natural family by creating children through scientific means. So we view it as not um, promoting the flourishing of human beings and of 
how God created our family to be created and to grow. And when we enter into the fertility world, we start to see a culture of death emerge. Again, as you mentioned, it might sound good on the surface. We have people who are, you know, suffering this heartache and they want kids and um, how can they fulfill this desire that they have? But for example, there, if you go through the process of IVF, there might be many embryos created, maybe up to 20, and you're likely not going to implant all 20 embryos into the female. So what do you do with those other 18 or 19 embryos? You might freeze them for later. That doesn't seem very dignified. You might discard them. That certainly isn't dignified. So what it creates is even more ethical um, problems surrounding how to manage it. And then another piece is creating so-called designer babies, tantamount to modern-day eugenics. Do you want a boy or girl, blonde hair, brown hair, etc.? cetera? So um, I could keep talking about this, but there just is a lot of... Um, issues that it creates and another key piece that I just want to mention is that it could normalize surrogacy which if anyone saw Pope Francis's um, recent comments he commented on surrogacy in January noting it as exploitative and deplorable um, and he had some excellent things to say on the subject and why we should be opposing surrogacy yeah, so things, this is oh go ahead yeah i was just gonna say things get uh get tricky real fast <laughs> yeah exactly. even, even on the surface what seems like a, a good and helpful and um, charitable uh, way to help families and individuals struggling with infertility you start throwing on layers of of uh, challenges and difficulties and things get sticky fast mm -hmm. right and we always want to promote a better vision of the good. So we mm -hmm. want to be able to help people address the infertility that they mm -hmm. might be suffering with, but in an ethical way that they can bring children into this world. You know, there's adoption and other options that they yeah. can look at. Fantastic. Uh, there's another bill, which is a good one. Um, there are baby items, sales tax, tax exemption bill. What, uh, tell us more about that and if uh, Catholics should support that. Yeah, this is a great bill. We have, um, this bill came out of our family's first project and we are in full support of it and hope that Catholics across the state are in support of it as well. In a small way, it could lift some of, at least some of the economic burden on new and growing families. So if any of um, the listeners have had children recently or grandchildren, you know that the products that you need when you bring your first baby into the home are not cheap. A crib might cost $200. A car seat could be the same. Um, and you need so many things to be able to welcome that baby safely. So what this bill would do would be eliminate the state sales tax on a variety of those necessary items. Um, if you just look at kind of some basics of what they would cost, generally they'd add up to around $1,200 or likely more um, based on the products that would be exempt under this bill. And the sales tax you would save on that is about $130. So not a huge amount, but if you're living paycheck to paycheck or even just trying to maintain a budget, this is a really helpful piece. Um, if you can save $130 across these items, that can maybe be used to buy 
a safer car seat instead of purchasing something on Facebook Marketplace because these items have expiration dates, safety concerns, etc. So it helps parents be able to hopefully buy the best for their baby and ease that economic burden just a little bit. If uh, an individual is looking for more information or to become better educated on these topics, where would you direct them? Yeah, we have a website, mncatholic.org. We encourage people to, all the listeners, to visit our website. In the corner, you can hit the Take Action button, and you can act on this fertility insurance mandate that I mentioned, on the baby items mandate. Um, But then right on the homepage, you can also... Uh, subscribe to our Catholic Advocacy Network. With this, we deliver bi-weekly newsletters and pressing action alerts right to your inbox. So you can go take action at any point, but if a bill is getting heard in committee or um, being moved to the floor or has any action on it, we'll send you an alert. All you have to do is take a few clicks and you have a message being sent to your legislator right on these issues. And um, sometimes you can add in your own story and make it what you want, or you can just send in the alert we already had created. So we try to make it really easy for people to be able to get in contact with their legislators and hear what's going on at the Capitol. Yeah, that's fantastic. It looks like uh, mncatholic.org, and, uh, and you even have information about the um, precinct caucus uh, happening a week from today that we were talking about and all sorts of uh, ways for them to get connected. That looks fantastic. Yeah, Maggie, exactly. Thank you. I'm in, I, yeah, <laughs> slash caucus is um, where you'll find all that information on the precinct caucus. Is, go yeah. ahead. is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today regarding the upcoming uh, caucuses? No, I think it's great. They can um, go online and find their precinct location, and we have our resolutions some sample resolutions right on our website that they can look at based on um, physicians assisted suicide, gender, education, families. So we have a variety of them that people can look at. And otherwise, I just encourage people to subscribe to our Catholic Advocacy Network and we'll keep you updated on all these opportunities that are coming your way during election season and legislative session. Fantastic. Maggie, thank you so much. 